That heavy Saturn laughed and leaped with him, yet nor the lays of birds, nor the sweet smell of different flowers in odor and in hue, could make me any summer story tell, or from their proud lap pluck them where they grew. Nor did I wonder at the lilies white, nor praise the deep vermilion in the rose. They were but sweet, but figures of delight, drawn after you, you pattern of all those, yet seemed it winter still, and you away as with your shadow I with these did play. William Shakespeare, Sonnet 98 Cut immediately as this minute begins to Lena watching the camcorder, shocked. Except what did she expect? What did she hope? She volunteered for this mission to find out what happened to her husband, and here is evidence. She made it to the lighthouse. She is on the verge of final discovery, and she is taken aback. Back to the footage, second four. Kane walks over to the pile of supplies to the right. He takes a drink from what was apparently a canteen in his hand before, closes the lid, though we can only infer this from behind, crouches by a backpack, leaves the canteen and retrieves something else. Then, rather hurried, he steps into the empty space between the packs and the stairs, faces the camera, beat, and sits down cross-legged. Beats pass. Finally, second 34, he speaks. Kane. I, I thought, thought I was, was a man. man. J.R. Anderson explains in Developmental Psychobiology, January 1984. Quote, the development of self-recognition has been studied mainly by examining infants' responses to their reflections in mirrors. The definitive test is whether or not the infant is capable of using the reflection to notice and respond to a mark on the face or head by touching the mark. The mark should be inconspicuous to the infant not looking in a mirror. In general, studies agree that this response appears in some infants around 15 months of age and is shown by a majority of infants by 24 months of age. There is less agreement over the existence of a withdrawal component in the second year, or the presence of a social phase analogous to the reaction of many animals confronted with a mirror. Infants as young as three months are differentially responsive to a self-reflection and a live peer. Various self-conscious reactions and self-labeling may also indicate self-recognition in the second year, but their validity is not well established. Studies using videotapes of the self and others show that contingency of movement is a salient clue, which is learned early, and that attempts to engage in contingent play and to imitate representations of oneself are useful measures of early self-recognition. End quote. For Cain here in the Shimmer, we will learn in minute 90, it is not simply a reflection he sees. There is no contingency of movement. For Lena there will be, but we can assume her indistinct Shimmer copy is the equivalent of an infant, a dancing toddler. It reflects because it is still learning. It is not its own beast just yet. Joshua Kirsch explains, then fatherly, 9th August 2017, quote, There's an awkward developmental stage that occurs as children develop theory of mind, during which kids are apt to demonstrate a creepily splintered sense of self. Daniel Povinelli of the University of Louisiana captured this moment in 2001 when he showed three-year-old Jennifer a video of herself sitting with a sticker on her forehead. He asked what she saw, it's Jennifer. It's a sticker, she began, correctly. But why is she wearing my shirt? End quote. Kane's copy was not immediately gunned down. Or maybe one copy was and another survived. 
Or maybe this is not even the original Kane in either position in this video, but two different copies, each wondering, why is he wearing my uniform? Why is he wearing my wedding band? And if he is wearing it, what am I wearing? I thought I was a man. I thought I was a husband. But then my wife cheated on me, or did I disappear on too many missions away first? Does it matter if it's the chicken or the egg? Or is all that matters is that a gulf formed in our marriage, my marriage, and if I can just find my way out of this shimmer I can try to repair the damage, or he can, because surely he thought he was a man too, and so did Daniel, and so did Shelley, and so did Meyer, and so did Peyton, so did Taylor, and that dolphin probably thinks itself a dolphin. The bear thought itself a bear, the gator thought itself a gator, even this lighthouse probably still thinks itself a lighthouse. But it is something more than that. Something else. Kane pauses. He laughs. Once. <laughs> he turns briefly toward the door, then back to camera, back to talking. Kane continued. I had a life. Had, not have. With two versions of himself in the present, he is trapped in the past because that is where memory lies, where identity lies. He is the result of all that has happened to him, all the choices he and those around him have made. But, Dundanabong writes on Medium, 19th June, 2017, quote, Before we go on and before we try to understand what Tao actually means, we have to be open-minded and first empty everything that's in our minds. Empty your preconceived notions about everything. Empty your accumulated experiences in this world. Understand that you are just one data point and you have limits. How can you understand the system, the universe, based on your own experiences? So let's empty our minds here, or try your best. End quote. I do not, by the way, reference Taoism or any other belief system lightly in this show. Kane went into the Shimmer expecting, probably, never to make it back alive. Lena went in for answers, but also probably expecting the same. Answers for the sake of answers, then death to follow. Annihilation is about people venturing into the final, probably, leg of their lives. Deliberately. They do not go lightly into the Shimmer. They go with heavy hearts with sadness, guilt, even disease. Dan Dannebong continues, quote, First, to know the way, you have to understand that the way does not have a sense of time. The first mistake we make when we perceive reality is by fitting things and events into a chronological order. We can't perceive and divide our lives into the past, the present, and the future. With such measurement of time, we are distorting the reality in a certain way. Let me be more exact about the reality we are trying to form with time. We are creating a plane of four dimensions, and in this reality there's T, X, Y, and Z variables. What we are so accustomed to do is that we mentally slice part of the universe, the ongoing reality, into a four dimensions piece by adding a period of time and register that with our perceptions. However, how can such reality be of truth? By simply taking a bunch of sub-realities and storing that in our brain, mind, perception, we become impure and drift away from the way. Once we started using time as a measure, it starts ticking. It doesn't stop. It does not wait for no one. Don't you try to stop it or define it. Because once you do, you are forming an impure reality that's not close to the way. You have to simply acknowledge that time passes, and as time passes, you flow with it. By doing so, there would be tremendous benefits, energies, and vibrations that will follow your spirit because you are no longer stuck. You become one with time. Then you see beyond time. Time passes, time moves on, time never stops. End quote. Regarding Virginia Woolf's To the Lighthouse, Eric P. Levy explains, in Literature and Aesthetics, December 2006, quote, 
the link between time and tragedy emerges most clearly in the middle section, Time Passes, where the central tragic events in the novel, the deaths of Mrs. Ramsey, Andrew, and Prue, occur parenthetically, indicating that these particulars are mere qualifications or adjectives of the substantive source of tragedy, the sheer passage of time. In the physics, Aristotle posits time as essentially destructive, because it entails passage or movement and movement removes from presence. Time in itself is rather a cause of destruction, for it is the number of movement and movement removes what is there already. Any structure, any equilibrium of forces is destroyed by time. Into the lighthouse, the passage of time leaves, in its wake, what Lily Briscoe terms strife, ruin, chaos. Even the stars succumb, the waste of the years and the perishing of stars. Prior security, no matter how long continued, means nothing after time eventually sweeps it away, as with the rent rock in the mountains, with the loosened fold of Mrs. Ramsay's shawl hanging in the nursery. End quote. Indeed, Aristotle says in physics, quote, In time all things come into being and pass away, for which reason some called it the wisest of all things. But the Pythagorean Peron called it the most stupid, because in it we also forget, and this was the truer view. It is clear then that it must be in itself, as we said before, a cause of destruction rather than of coming into being, for change in itself makes things depart from their former condition, and only accidentally of coming into being, and of being. The sufficient evidence of this is that nothing comes into being, without itself moving somehow, and acting, but a thing can be destroyed even if it does not move at all. And this is what, as a rule, we chiefly mean by a thing's being destroyed by time. Still, time does not work, even this change. But this sort of change, too, happens to occur in time. End quote. Cain continues. People, People called call me Cain. Cain. But now, now I'm not, not so, so sure. sure. Beat. Holly Gray describes her experience with depersonalization in Healthy Place, 20th September 2010. Quote, I frequently become suddenly aware that I'm speaking but have no idea what I'm talking about or why I'm talking about it. Parts of my body often don't look like mine. I'm capable of realizing that my hand, for instance, is attached to me and therefore mine. But during these moments, my hand looks like it belongs to someone else. Sometimes I don't recognize my reflection. In television and movie depictions, this always looks very dramatic. The person looking into the mirror is obviously not the person in the reflection. In real life, the experience is not the same. I see the same body, the same face I see every day. Still, it doesn't look like me at all. What distinguishes the detachment I felt in meditation class from true depersonalization is the sense that my body is foreign, belonging to someone else. When disassociation manifests as depersonalization, the effect is that you feel not just detached from your body, but like it's not your body at all. End quote. For Cain here, in, and before, this footage, and for Lena in a few minutes, this is more literal, but also figurative, and quite deliberately. Who is Cain if he is no longer the soldier and husband he once was? Who is Lena if she is not the wife and teacher? Take away the modifiers and markers of their everyday lives, take away their relationship, and what remains? Who is Cain, regardless of the second Cain standing nearby? Who is Lena? Who are you? Who am I? Who are any of us if the labels we put upon ourselves or have put upon us by others are suddenly meaningless? Whatever the crisis, a death of a friend or family member, a divorce, the burden of mental illness, or even joyful changes for that matter. If you marry, what becomes of the single person you were before? If you get a new job, what becomes of the unemployed person you were before? At what point does the ship of Theseus that is yourself become someone new? And if you miss the gradual transition, how do you respond 
when the sudden realization of this new person in the mirror presents itself. Cain can no longer be Cain, not just because there happens to be another Cain a dozen feet away, but because he has left behind his home, his wife, his hobbies, his interests, and in this suicide mission even his military career and his life. And we will return to this again and again as the film nears its ending, but it might not even matter which Cain walked out of the Shimmer, which Lena walks out, because the Cain and Lena that entered the Shimmer are gone, no matter the method of their transformation or replacement. The river changes around them, and they change with each step within it. The kicker. Cain continued, If I wasn't Cain, what was I? And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. No matter the method of their transfer. The fuck?